Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time stellar award considered, spin award nominated. You're listening to The Voice, to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Psalmist Voice, on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, illuminating word ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Simon's voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D., at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Introduced him 
introduced him about maybe a year ago, but just an amazing, amazing guy. He, he, he's the guy that you would see on the mountain in a cave with wisdom and knowledge just dripping all out of him. Awesome man of God, knows the word of God, loves the word of God, and he's my brother. Coach Coleman, if you're on, introduce yourself to the folks. Is not on quite yet, Coach D. Okay, okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll get to him. He's an amazing. Wanted to introduce himself, but he's an amazing man of God. Now, just so I can get this get this to you, folks. There are many many ways to listen. I don't know how you're listening. If you're on live right now, listening, you know you can go to of course to the CTV website. That's where we broadcast out of. They have all kind of links that you can catch some of the other shows, especially this series. And I highly encourage, if this is your first time or maybe second time listening, we've been covering this series, Making of a Warrior. We're actually, I believe, on the fourth part of it. And it's just been some tremendous time, some tremendous word. Uh, The Holy Spirit has been flowing, breaking yokes and just really giving people something good. So I encourage you to go there um, and listen to some of the other shows. Or you can go to the, type in the menofpurposelockerroom.com. We have uh, all of your ways that you can listen there, as well as a calendar to show you the show time. Or you can go to Mighty Men's Institute website, type it all in, Mighty Men's Institute. We're there also. Or if you just, any streaming platform that you have, just search for Men of Purpose Locker Room, and you'll find us there, and you'll see us there. We're out on Anchor, Apple, uh, just about every streaming platform there is. Whatever one you like, we're there. And we really encourage you to go back and just really um, get on there and, and listen to some of the series. Or you can go to the Men of Purpose Locker Room Facebook page and just drop us a line. Just um, so maybe some things that you might want to hear or some issues you might be having that we may have not discussed or covered yet, or maybe some questions about some things that we have covered, or just to get on and say, hey, God bless you guys. I love you. Thank you. And and we would appreciate that just as well. Amen? Well, Amen. I'm going to get some shout-outs because I always like to get my shout-outs out because I like to give credit because, see, I don't do this by myself. You know, I, I have, I mean... This is, I have an amazing, amazing support around me. And the first one is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I got to give him a shout out because he supports me in all of this. There was times when I didn't think I was going to be able to make it. There was times I didn't think um, I was going to be able to do anything, but he always showed out to give me that support. So I got to give him a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my amazing wife. She's just absolutely wonderful. She's my queen. She's the the queen of this household, and I just thank God for her each and every day. And I want to give a shout-out to my children. They, they keep me focused. They keep me, they keep me going. Ashley, Jock, Ariana, Andrea, they're the ones that keep me driving and just really believing in me to help me get here each and every time. And I want to give a shout-out to TPV Ministries. I've been with them, the family for a little bit now and just, Amazing people, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi are just awesome in their vision, and that's how we got here today as part of that vision that they wanted to present, and I just thank God for them. And I want to thank God for the amazing coaching staff that I have around me, you know, because, folks, let me tell you, 
These guys are on point. God could not have put together a better group of guys than this. I believe that in all of my heart. And I want to give a shout-out to you also that's listening today and just thank you because you're not here by accident. You are here by divine appointment to receive something today. And I pray that as we go forward that you receive everything that that you came on and get today. Amen. Well, that's my shout-out. Coach Tut, you got anything you'd like to get out? Oh, yes, sir. I, uh, no, I'd like to like to start by thanking God for, for the guidance that he offers me in my life, for the, for the every day letting me wake up and letting me know that I have something for something to do for his kingdom. When I wake up, there's, there's purpose. And I know that he's, he's moving in my life. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife, uh, my bride, Samantha. We were able to celebrate our five year anniversary on Friday. Um, so she she Amen. hasn't killed me yet. So I must be doing something right. Um, you know, uh, my my boys are my motivation. They are my legacy, and I you know I love them with all my heart. They are they are my motivation for for working toward kingdom work. Um, and I'd also like to uh, I'd like to second the, the the shout out for the people that are listening. You know, there's a reason why you're here. You know, God got you listening to this. There's something for you to receive. So be open to it and, and you know, here I ask that he would move in your life in ways that he never has before. And I ask that Amen. he would use our mouths to help share that word that he has for you. Um, also, if there is a – if you're not able to find us on whatever platform you're using – uh, drop us a line and let us know which one you're using, and we can get it added to it Amen. just in case yes. because there's so many different platforms out there. If for whatever reason we are not on it, we can get there. Hallelujah. Good point. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, I know you're full. I know you're ready to go. I can just hear you, man, patting them feet right there, ready to get it. But before we do, you got any shout-outs you'd like to get out the way? Yep, of course, I got to give a shout-out to the coaching staff of the locker room. I got to give a shout-out to these men of God. Of course, shout-out to Coach Coleman, Coach Tut, and Coach D. I am happy to be a part of this. I'm excited, even though I be feeling some kind of way. My body be tired and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. When I hear the music playing, and I hear these men going, I just get right in the blocks. I'm ready to get it in. But shout-out goes out to the TPV Radio family. Yes, we are streaming on Facebook Live. Also, we are streaming on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. And we're streaming on YouTube at the Summer's Voice Radio Network page. Is it? Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, YouTube page. And also, we are on uh, the website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can catch us there. Also, you can click the flashing light on the, on the website if you don't want to watch us live. You just want the radio feel and all that. Just click the Live Now button. You'll go right to the show that way. Also, 
We're, we're also on Spotify. We're everywhere. Apple, iTunes, Thomas Voice Radio Network. <laughs> work, work. Also, this show is going to be played on TuneIn and Live 365. So this week's show will be played next week. So if you can't catch us live, it's no excuse to catch the locker room because you will listen to us every Saturday. Yes, every Saturday at the same time, 4 p.m. on Live 365 and tune in. Just type in the Samus Voice Radio Network. I know it's a lot to type, but it's worth it. Hit the heart button and you're in there and you'll get to hear the locker room on there as well. So we are almost everywhere. And yes, like Coach Tut said, if there's a platform you are listening or want us to be on, let us know. You can let us know on the Men of Purpose page or go to the Summit's Voice Radio Network Facebook page. Leave a DM or inbox and, and let me know where you are so we can get on it. Just saying. So, anywho, got to give a shout-out to our sponsors, gentlemen, because we have sponsors now. My God. I got to give a shout-out to the Men Let's Talk Network and carebeyond.com. Check carebeyond.com out. Very, this company is very health conscious. It'll get you right. Check them out. You can check them out, www.carebeyond.com forward slash TPV radio. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to my family, of course, CJ Tajanique, Jalen Tyreek, Ian and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And to you, radio family, that are listening. And my beautiful wife, Shanice, God bless you. I'm ready to get it in. That was a lot to get out, so I don't want to take up no more time. So, Coach D, back to you. Amen, amen. I almost forgot, fellas. I'd like to give a shout-out to Mighty Men's Training Institute, Coach Small. He's the guy behind the scenes that launched the locker room, and I just always got to give him thanks. Well, amen. We got that out the way. Let's get down. Come in, sit around, and listen up. I need your utmost attention right now because we're going to share some things that's going to be groundbreaking and yoke-breaking and bondage-breaking for your life. If you didn't know, we've been in this series. We started this series a month or so ago. It's called Making of a Warrior. And it's a five-part series that we started on, and we happen to be on part four. We just ended up part three last week. We're in part four. And part four of this series is this one, knowing your identity, knowing your identity. Coach Tut has a saying, and if you're there, Coach Tut, give us that saying about knowing your identity. The main thing with knowing your identity is first you have to know who you are. But second to that, you need to know whose you are. You need to know who you belong to and that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. That's it. We're going to be covering knowing your identity so that you can know whose you are in order to know who you are. 
And we're going to unwrap this thing today because you know why we're here? Because most men today suffer from an identity crisis. Now, we know there's some obvious issues out there like sexual abuse, emotional abuse, drug and alcohol abuse, mental abuse. So there's, there's a lot of defining factors that the world would like to say who your identity is. But there is something deeper. There is something deeper that we want to uncover today because everybody has the ability, everybody has the ability to transform into who God wants you to be. There's really no excuse. So if you've got your Bibles out or your tablets or your phones, however you, you choose to get to the Word of God, I'm still kind of old school here. I'm still flipping pages, which I love. But what we want to do is unravel what you've allowed to influence you to say what your identity was or is, I should say. See, because everybody falls into a certain category. You may have not had to wrestle with sexual abuse, emotional abuse, drug and alcohol abuse, or mental abuse, but there was some underlying thing that happened outside of the Word of God. And, and if you've been in the Word of God and you have your identity there, God bless you. For those that didn't, I want you to listen up and pay attention because this is going to be groundbreaking for you. And I want you to turn to me. We're going to, real quick, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 7. While, you, while you're turning there, you're getting there, I just want to offer a quick prayer here. Father, I just thank and praise you for this day. I just thank you for this opportunity to come before your people. Me and the coaches are always honored and blessed to be here with your people today as we share these things, as you give us these things, Holy Spirit, to share with your people your word, in your time, in your hour, that we can start infusing the word of God in these people and eradicating anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ that is looked to set as a foundation for anyone listening here today, that they know the true risen Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that they can continue on and walk with full unity and purpose in him. For this we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right. Proverbs 4, 1 through 7. I'm reading out of the New King James today, and it says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, all and in, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Well, you might be saying, Coach Steve, why would you read that first? That, that really doesn't pertain to identity. Well, I want to share that. I, I share that that verse with you because 
a lot of times we absorb things not from a place of wisdom, but a place of habit or influence that gets us all messed up in the first place. Now, God said in his word, he said, listen up. Now, that just wasn't uh, come here and listen, but listen up. These are the keys to shaking some of this stuff loose in your life. And in order to get an understanding, we have to get wisdom. And this is what we're doing today with this series, is to give a wisdom to shake loose some of that stuff you may have been holding on to. But coaches, listen, how important is wisdom in the relationship to getting your identity? Let these guys know what you've learned the hard way so they don't have to go through it. Coach Tut, what can you tell them? Wisdom is something that, so wisdom is not limited to certain people. Anybody that's in pursuit of God can gain wisdom. It can, it's, it's another skill that can be sharpened. But when you're in pursuit of God, you not only gain wisdom, but you also gain discernment. Um, you know, and the wisdom that comes from God lets you, getting familiar with him lets you know what his word says it gives you guidance as far as what actions you should be doing so you're aware of what's in accordance with his word you're aware of what's not um and through that wisdom comes sometimes sometimes with that wisdom comes the correction side of it that everybody's afraid of you know they don't like feeling they don't like feeling challenged they don't like feeling that they're doing something wrong, which is why they try and stay away because of the yeah. the commitment that comes along with pursuing him and with that wisdom. Um, you know, people, people want, they want to be comfortable where they are. They don't want to be, they don't want to feel the need to change. They want to feel that they're perfect just the way they are. Um, you know, but the, the wisdom that comes from God is, it's unique in that it, it really helps you to move past whatever whatever's happened in your life that makes you feel like you're stuck or that you have no option to move past it. The wisdom of God shows you that you're not bound by what's happened to you. You're not bound by, you know, what your father or mother might have taught you or not taught you. Mm -hmm. You know, true wisdom of God lets you know that you have a father that loves you fully and that you can accomplish whatever it is that he's put on your heart to accomplish. But that wisdom comes from pursuit. It comes from getting in the word every day. It comes from, you know, making that commitment to, to be willing to, the, to be open to the correction and to be willing to, to work through it. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Coach Newton. Now look, me and you come from the same school. If being a knucklehead had value like money, we'd be billionaires by now. So let the folks know how if you would have had wisdom in forming or knowing your identity back then where you would think you would be at right now. Talk to him, Coach. You know what? Sometimes we even have an identity but we're choosing to be a knucklehead. Uh-oh. Let me explain. See, sometimes when we go down the school of hard knocks, 
a lot of us may know better, especially if you've been implanted with the word of God early in your life. But of course, all of us have this course of action as we grow, we mature, and we want to go out and find out for ourselves, which is it's natural growing up. You know, you're at the mom's house, you're out there stretching, stretching your wings a little bit, you know, no more high school, going into college for some of us, and there's a whole nother peer pressure in itself in college, but that's a whole nother show. But all I'm saying is, is that when you become a young adult and you start going in this thing called life, for real, no more school, you're going to work, punching that ticket, all that stuff, things start to get real, really fast. And if you don't know who you are, it, you can easily be lost in the sauce. What do I mean? Amen. Well, if you don't know that you're good at what you do, you'll probably take 10 years just to get to that next position at the job that you got. Or mm-hmm. if you're not confident in knowing who you are in God and you're still an usher, knowing God called you to do something greater than that, but yet you don't have that wisdom, knowledge, understanding, or even relationship. Here we go. A lot of us mm. don't learn that word relationship until we're almost halfway home and the Lord's about to call us home. Just saying. I'm just going to keep it real. Wisdom usually does not come until later on in life. I mean, got the T-shirt and the hat. I mean, I'm still young, <clears throat> technically. But, yeah, uh, it <laughs> took me almost 25 years just to get to this point. And I could have saved a lot of those years if I had to just listen and accept the call on my life 25 years ago. But Chris didn't have a real relationship with God. I had religion. So, of course, I knew Easter was coming so I could go to Easter, have my nice suit on, and I could ask for forgiveness and get rebaptized again and then wait till next year, act like a total buffoon, go back again next Easter, still go through the same thing over and over and over again. There, there has to be something in your life to tell you, I am done running against a wall. It tells wow. you. It, it happened to me. I got tired of running into the wall. I got tired of, of tasting my own blood running right into that brick wall. We can't go through the wall. I'm sorry. Stop watching too much Marvel Comics and all that stuff. We cannot go through walls, and we will feel the effects. So, family, I'm going to die down just a little bit, but I'm saying wisdom is key. You have to understand who you are as the man, and you have to understand who you are as a man of God. And if you got religion... Mm-hmm. You will never find out. It will take you a long time to get it. And for some of us, it's way too late. And for a lot of us, we just made it on the cusp. Stop right there. Back to you. Amen. Amen. You guys are, wow. Good stuff, Coach. Good stuff. Awesome. But Coach Sutton, Coach Newton, you brought up some solid, solid points. 
And I'm gonna park right there. And we're gonna put a quarter in the middle. We're gonna park right here, and we're gonna we're gonna unravel this because I feel like this is a place that we need to just really focus on for this moment here. So, Sud, you brought out something amazing when you said one of the most important things that we can do is have that revelation from the Word. And the only way to get that, you know, is ask the Holy Spirit to give us an understanding of who we are in Christ. And Coach Newton, you brought out an excellent, excellent point about religion versus relationship when it pertains to my identity. So, Coach Tut, how important is this to know? Oh, let me let me back it up and ask it this way because I feel the guys asking it out there. I thought I get my identity from being religious. What is this relationship thing that you're talking about for my identity? Break it down from Coach Tuck. So the relationship that you get, it, religion is going to be focused on the ceremony. It's going to be focused on, you know, this is this is how you worship, but. But the problem is that when you only have religion, you might know how to, but you're not actively practicing it. You're not actively Ooh. worshiping. You, know, you have to have you have to have mm. relationship to go along with it, so that you have the knowledge, but you also have the practical application of the knowledge. You know, mm. um, you know, when when Coach Newton was talking, he he brought up a great point where you know we have a lot of a lot of times we go through the better part of life where we don't have that relationship with God. But there's right. there's blessings that come from that too because through that time you have experiences that form you into the person that God needs you to be, but it gives you a unique wow. ability to reach people that are in the middle of that to help them to gain that relationship, to give that opportunity for them to get to know who God is. You know, yeah. like if you have people that are going through addiction, be it to porn, be it to alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, you're going to be in a better place after you have that relationship with God to reach people because you're at the level you know exactly what they're going through instead of being a person that says, oh, I totally get it, but you've never actually gone through it. You don't know. Right. You know, so that's that practical application of knowledge. But when you gain the relationship with God, those sins are forgiven for the things that you've done, but it doesn't mean that you lose the experience to be able to connect with people that are in the middle of it. Amen. Amen. Wow, you guys are unpacking it here today. Coach Newton, religion, relationship. Why does my identity have to fall under relationship? Why can't I just do the things that other folks do and and know who I am? Talk to him, Coach Newton. Ooh, well, we're basically on this year-long series, so I, I've really gone into <laughs> in-depth study on the differences. See, like Costa said, we learn a lot of surface stuff. Like, you know, we yeah. know all this the right scriptures we say all the nice things all the right things all that stuff see you must live in your relationships with a harvest mindset 
What does that mean? Well, how you expect to grow in God and be consistent with it if you're not trying to come to God in the first place? Uh-oh. What mm. do I mean? Mm. See, just like your relationship in a physical relationship, you have to continuously water the seed, correct? In order for the seed to grow, your words and actions will make the seed grow bigger, stronger, etc. See, this is both in the natural and in the spiritual. So what am I saying? If you're not talking to God, and I'm not talking about religiously now, I'm talking about just like we're talking to him. Now, of course, we can get into that argument about prayer languages at another time. I'm not talking to you people. I'm talking to someone that don't know. So you just talk to them just like we're talking to you right now. As you continue to develop your relationship, you're putting harvest in your relationship. You're putting the seed in your relationship. And guess what? It'll grow. You also must live in your relationships with an investment mindset. Now, mm. just like a marriage, right? You can't Come just on. go into marriage without saying, hey, this is a lifelong investment. Why do they say for better and for worse? Now, I, I might get a lot of arguments with that example. Well, But what I'm saying is, just like you put an investment in your job, just like you put an investment in all these other things, God wants your attention, and he wants your investment. I'm not talking about your money. I'm talking about your time. Big difference. And number three, you must live in your relationships with a grace mentality. I'm just saying. You have to understand that all relationships will not start off good. Got this t-shirt and a hat. Me and my father, we had a love-hate relationship for a while, fellas. Me, we were going at it. He kept on knocking me in my butt. I kept getting back up <laughs> with my chest puffed out. And I said, God, I don't need you. I'm too smart. I got this. I got that. I don't need this. So guess what? I'm not going to win that battle, y'all. I'm just saying. Because when God is trying to get your attention, he will move mountains for you. See, people don't get that. That's how much he loves us. When you say I do to God, he don't he don't get give you a divorce paper like we give each other. He stays with it. Good, the bad, the ugly, you can call him out his name or your what. Guess what? God will always be there waiting for your knuckle head to turn it around. And guess what? Sooner better than later but you still have to have a relationship in order to even get to that point so that's my three points coach d from the offensive side so back to you hey man good stuff coach is awesome awesome and i hope you're getting this and i hope you you're boiling this down because what what the coaches are saying and i'm gonna give you my analogy what the coaches are saying because they just really, really bless you. Now, all of us here that's on this, all me and the coaches, all of us on this line live in the United States of America. 
So technically that makes us Americans. Now, if we went to just say Jamaica or uh, Puerto Rico or some other place, when we land, we may like the environment, the atmosphere. We may like the people, but we're still Americans. Why? Because we have a close connection. This is where we live. These are the laws that we follow. This is our belief system here in America. And there's a level that we have to carry no matter where we go, we're still going to be American. That's our identity. That's going to be on our passport. That's going to be on all our identification is America. What we're saying is once you get that wisdom, once you get that settled in you, once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you now are a citizen of heaven. So that means everywhere you go, all the laws, you got the, all the laws right there in the Bible. You, 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 got the, you got everything you need there to follow in the Bible, just like we follow the Constitution of the United States being here in America. When you're a citizen of heaven, you follow the word of God wherever you go. And there's such a love affair that we have with the word of God, and there's, and there's such a love that Americans have with the Constitution that wherever we go, we are held, we, 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 we have that in our heart. Even though the laws may be different where we go, even things may be, the culture may be slightly different than what we're used to, we're still our identity is based on that which we love. The same thing with relationship over religion. Religion is just that place where you make a pact with yourself that this is what I'm going to try to be a better person. Relationship takes you deeper that not only am I going to be a better person, but my behavior, my mannerisms, my actions is going to be proof of that. And I'm going to share that with everybody that I come across. So there's some a, a lot of things that we're saying here because we're trying to break some of those influences that may have tried to indoctrinate you of who you are. And you know what? And both coaches had hit it right on the head. You can be going to church every Sunday, Wednesday, Monday prayer meeting, Thursday, um, um, Thursday intercessory meeting or, or whatever it is. You can be going to church all the time and still not know who you are. Still not know who you are. So we're praying today that the Holy Spirit just knocks some doors down for you today that you can see your identity and and who you are. Because why? Because the enemy knows once you get the revelation of your identity in Christ, it will change the way you live and cause you to rise up above adversity. You'll change. You'll change. And that's why there's always an assault. Because as long as the enemy can keep assaulting you and you do not go out and understand your identity, he knows he keeps you away from your rights and your privileges in Christ. Now, coaches, 
We know that there's an attack. We know that there's spiritual warfare out there. But how can these guys, knowing their identity, combat that? I mean, you know, the pressure of just waking up every morning, paying bills, going to work, coming home, uh, just all the things. Coach Tut, how can knowing your identity help you combat that? Talk to him, Coach. Man, that's a big topic. Uh, you know, to to know who you are gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you motivation because you know that you're working for something bigger than yourself. Be it working for your family, be it working for whatever your reason is for getting up. But when you know who God is and you have that relationship with him, he's guiding you down a path for a greater purpose for kingdom work, whatever that looks like. And so it, he gives you that motivation to go along with it. You, you learn through time and through trust, you know, where you can look to the past. If you look to the past, it makes it easier to have trust going forward. When you look to the past where you see situations where you never thought that you'd make it out alive, and you see in retrospect where God's hand has moved in your life and carried Amen. you through that. It makes it easier to trust God going forward, knowing that he's got you in whatever season you're in now, as well as in the future, he's going to be there. You know, it gives you that proof. So while you shouldn't dwell in the past, looking to it does make it easier to have faith going forward to trust that God got you. But that it gives you that motivation to, you know, to push through, to know that whatever he's put on your heart to do, that it's going to bring greater things, that he's going to supply all of your needs. Now, but let me be very clear. Trusting in God doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. Come on. Yeah. That's a big misconception. People feel that once they commit that they're, that they're Christians, that they're saved, that God's just going to supply everything, you will still have to work, and you'll have to work a little bit harder, if not a lot harder, because the enemy, he's not interested in extinguished flames. He doesn't care about people that don't bring light to the world. He is, he is going to be drawn like a moth to the flame for the Christians that are on fire for God and bringing the kingdom here. So the people that have relationship with God are going to come under attack more, but it is always worth it on the other side of that battle. Mm. Man, I love that. The enemy is not interested in an extinguished, extinguished flame. Oh, my goodness. That was on fire there, man. That was good. Oh, my God. But Coach Newton, the guy way in the back, I don't know if you've seen him. He's asking this question, man. Look, I'm trying to understand who I am, but all these folks around me is still, still trying to tell me who I am. How do I deal with that, Coach Newton? Talk to this Ooh. young man. Let him know what's going on. See, first of all, see, we have – all these things or all these dynamics that we get from some of our churches. See, we have all these identities that we try to 
sometimes we have to live up to. Now, if you're someone Mm. that has no clue who Christ is, you're going to look at everybody like they're crazy. Let's just keep it real. Because they don't know Mm -hmm. the language. They don't know that stuff. They're coming in fresh. They have no clue what to do. So what is my identity in Christ? So this is how I would explain it in layman's terms. See, you have to see what God does. He frees us up, right, in in a confidence and, and in a stable manner where when we're making the changes, he will shift things in your life, people in your life, to align you to yes. who you are in Christ. Yes. See, sometimes we want Amen. to be down with Jimmy and James and Pookie and all the rest of them mm. and still want to be down with the boys. But I'm sorry to tell you, when it comes to having an identity in Christ, you got to get an overhaul, baby. I'm sorry. You Come cannot on. continue to walk in that same light because your identity in Christ, regardless if you try to be down with them or not, you're going to stink. I'm just saying. You're going to stink in their mm-hmm. eyes because the things that are going to pour out of your mouth won't be the same. The way you walk won't be the same, and they're going to look at you like, oh, man, you a holy roller now. What's going on with you? Uh-oh. See, God purposely does stuff. See, we're hard-headed, gentlemen, especially us as men. It takes us the hard road for us to get it. Well, God, I don't want to give up with, I don't want to give up my friendship with my drinking buddies. Okay. Mm. Well, you keep going with them if you want to. But you have an identity with me. So if you don't want to do it, I'm going to do it. And you don't want God to do it. I'm telling you from personal experience, God will move whatever is in the way. He will move it. I don't care who it is or what it is. If you're not going to line up to the call or the identity of who you are, if God moves it out the way, I'm sorry, it's nothing you can do about it. I'm not throwing no fear in your heart, but I'm keeping it real. Even with the people that mm. don't know who God is, he will shift your life in a way where you, you will be set free. Not only in your mind, not only in your life, but who you are as a man or woman. He will set you free from the bondage of what they told you you were supposed to be. And see, that's the confidence, too, in some churches, not all. When you have a relationship with God, he gives you your identity. See, we want to go to the prophet all the time. Uh-oh. We, we want to go to the, the, the man or woman of God that's deep in the prophetic to tell us who we are. And God's been telling you who you were for the last 10 years, but you got to go to the man or woman of God that's going to give you a proper lie to tell you who you are in Christ. God will tell you if you put in the work, like Coach Touch said, if you don't put in the work in your relationship, you will never know who you are in God. I'm dropping the mic. I'm done. Back to you, Coach Woo!
Amen. I, man, man I pray for point you there. for all those. Uh, amen. Did you have something you're going to say, Coach? All I was, I'd like to expand on that a little bit. You know, there's, sure. there's an old saying that the closer I get to God, the fewer friends I have. And it's, it's more because as you grow closer to God, you'll find that your path is unique from the people that you've socialized with along the way. You know, mm. ideally, you become part of a community of believers that are on the same path. So you have people that are like-minded, but a lot of the friends that you might have had growing up, if they're on a different path, you know, there may be broken friendships over time, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's <laughs> we have to be open to focusing and really you know, diving into what God gives us. That was, that was really good, Coach Newton. Amen. Amen. You guys are, are, man, you guys are setting it off today. And I thank God that he's here today and, and ministering with us because this is good stuff, y'all. And for those that are out there listening, I really pray that you're, you're listening with an open heart, that you're really absorbing what, God is saying here today. It may be in the, me and the coaches that you hear, but I'm telling you, God facilitates every single word that is coming across to you right now. And we, more than anything, more than anything, our desire is to see your purpose and destiny fulfilled in Christ Jesus in your life. That's why we got the locker room. That's why we come here. That's why you're sitting around now listening. It just isn't something that we decided to do and just get up and do on a Saturday afternoon. No, this was a divine appointment that you can hear these things that's going to help you move forward. See, because as men, we you could almost call us, we're, we're, we're pack creatures. You know, that's why we build the man cave. And that's why we... We, we do different things because we want, you know, we want to belong to something, an organization, uh, a, a church or a club or something. We, we love to have that camaraderie. And a lot of times we think that that camaraderie is our identification. It's our identity, but it's not. We're trying to get back to where what our true identity is and, and who we are. Now, if you got your Bible, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 4 through 7. If you never knew what was done for you to get your identity, listen up. Listen up as I read this. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. I hope you're there because I'm getting ready to read. I'm reading today out of the New King James. And this is, I really want you to absorb this. If you, you got a way to highlight it or a highlighter, you know, in the, if you have a hard copy Bible or electronic device, highlight this and read this throughout the week. Every day throughout the, throughout the week, read this. It says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. You didn't have to do anything for that love. He loves you just the way you are or are right now. 
even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now listen up, and I'm going to read this more than once. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I don't know if you got that. I want to read that again. And raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. See, folks, that's the thing that that is just really amazing. If you never knew what identity was in Christ, if you never knew your identity, when God raised Christ up to sit on the right hand of him on the throne, he raised us up with him. Mm. That's why the enemy wants to attack you. That's why he wants to keep you in a place of religion so you don't know your identity because Jesus said in Matthew 28, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. I believe it says all authority in some translations have been given unto me. So if it's been given to him and we're seated there with him, Guess who gets to partake in that with him? But you'll never understand that until you understand who your identity is. Because your authority lies within your identity. I don't know if you recall in the Bible, there was the seven sons of Sceva. And they were trying to cast out a demon. And they walked in there and said, in Jesus, or they didn't say in Jesus' name. He said, "By, let me let me turn there. I want to read that. You got that? Any of the cultures? You got that that scripture? I want to read that. Oh, what's the uh, seven sons of Sceva? I think it's in Acts. Acts nineteen. If you got it, verses eleven through twenty. Can you read that, Coach? I can. Yeah. Trying to get to it now. Amen. All right. Here we go. Uh, This is Acts 19, verses 11 through 20. I'm reading in English Standard Version. Uh, And God was a was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even the handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the uh, itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, I adjure you by by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Siva, uh, were doing this but the evil spirit answered them Jesus I know and Paul I recognize but who are you and the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded and this became known to all the residents of Ephesus both Jews and Greeks and fear fell upon them all 
and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and, and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Amen. Amen. You see that, you see that, folks? You see that guy? The Apostle Paul, his identity, he knew who he was. Christ visited him, told him what he was going to do. He had a relationship with him, and he knew. Look what he did. It says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. But down there in 13, the the seven sons of Sceva, uh, they said, we, we're going to do it in the name of the Jesus that Paul preached. They didn't have relationship with him. They had no relationship, so they had no authority. And even the demons said, Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? You have no authority because you don't know who you are. <laughs> the only way that you can realize who you are is know who Christ is in you. And if you're tired of getting beat up, you're tired of feeling bruised and you're running around like, like you feel like you've been beat up and, and, and had to run out in the streets naked, listen to this today. Because God is trying to establish something in your life right now as I speak. According to Ephesians 2, 4 through 7, he is trying to establish something here today. I don't know, coaches. Y'all got me fired up now. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling here. This is, this, is, this is some good stuff. But, coaches, okay, our identity and our authority is in Christ Jesus. But just like the seven sons of Sceva, if we don't know who we are, we get beat up constantly. But, coaches, let's unpack this because the, the guys heard a lot about identity, and we told them that there was a crisis. But let's break down what exactly, Coach Tut, is an identity crisis. What are, what are these guys suffering from? Can you break it down for them? Absolutely. The the identity crisis that we go through is because we don't have a relationship with Jesus. A lot of times we're raised where we end up, uh, it's the concept of going from milk to meat. You know, we have to make our faith our own. We can't, our relationship with Jesus can't be based off of the faith of our parents. Our parents' relationship with Jesus can't carry us to heaven. We have to we have to engage and we have to make that relationship our own. You know, just like we when we get married, you know, we find someone and we commit to that relationship. We have to do the same thing with God. You know, and when my wife when my wife moved down here, we made the decision that we had to treat our relationship like a marriage. Divorce can't be an option because yeah. what that does forces you to work through problems. And it's okay. You're not all, it's not always going to be easy being in a relationship with God because we're going to want to hold on to things of this earth. We're going to want to, you know, go back to our, our, our fleshly ways, you know, but we have to work through it, you know? Um, but the problem is that when we 
try and function in our parents' faith, we don't have the power of Jesus. We don't have the power of the Holy Spirit in us because we're running on what other people told us instead of having that conversation with God to know who we are and who he made us to be, not who mm-hmm. they expect us to be, not what the world tells us to be, but who God has made us to be. Amen. And it's not until we actually engage and we, we build that relationship that we know what our identity is, we're able to have a clear path forward for what God, for who God made us to be in him. And a lot of times we end up carrying that it's we end up carrying these generational curses with us, right? These these things where because of how I grew up, because of you know whether I had both parents or not, whether I you know was molested as a child, where you have you know in where you have these horrible things that happen sometimes, we choose to allow those to keep us from becoming who God has intended us to be. Mm. And as awful as they are, it is a choice that we carry with, that we carry them with us as we proceed. Once we know who God is in our life and who he calls us to be, then he allows us to utilize those things to reach others who may be in the middle of it, but to be able to move past it and to be able to, you know, really, some people look at it as, as if it's a weakness or as if it's a deficit, you know, when these things happen to us. But it's honestly in the testimony of being transparent and being vulnerable with other men or other people that we find strength, you know, by mm. opening up to other people, by being honest with who we are and the things that we've gone through. It gives the freedom for others to be open and honest with us. And it's only through mm. that that we can get to that point of relationship instead of trying to put up these walls to protect ourselves. Yes, there are some people that unfortunately will look to take advantage of it when you are vulnerable with them. Right, right. But people right. that are on the but people that have a relationship with God, a relationship with God. Not that I, not necessarily people that identify as Christian, because there's a very big difference between those two. People that are in true relationship with God will still love you and not judge you when you're open and honest with them about things that you've gone through in your life. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Amen. Woo. Coach Newton. Man. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I want to see how you're going to answer this. Guys, uh, guys that pulled me to the side and they said, Coach D, if I suffer from an identity crisis, will I ever be able to feel for purpose? What would you say to these guys that's asking this question, Coach Newton? Come on, help them out. Wow. Because I was that same guy. So this is, and I'm glad I'm the offensive coach because I can give solutions here. See, there was a list that was given to me 
when I was at that crossroad because I didn't know who I was. I kept sabotaging who I was in God, sabotaging my life. I just kept doing stuff over and over and over again. So I'm choosing God by what? Why? Why am I choosing him? Well, there's some things that he told us that we are. And we need to understand this. Now, there's only a few here, but I'm going to give just a few examples. So if I don't know who I am, here's some key words. I am God's child. Why am I God's child? Well, go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. Number two, a friend of Christ. That's who you are. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know how to be a friend in the natural, so how can I be a friend of Christ? Well, here's the remedy. John, chapter 15, verse 15. Now, I'm a citizen of heaven. Coach Tuck touched on that. Yeah, you are. Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20. Now, I'm supposed to be a God's workmanship? I'm supposed to me? Nah, not me. Well, read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and you find out that you're God's work. You have your God's workmanship. Number six, I'm a new creation. How can I be a new creation when I'm still out here flipping rocks? When I'm still out here disrespecting my elders. When I'm still out here with the boys. But didn't you remember a few months back when you were at the altar late in the midnight hour? You were broken and you asked God to become Lord and Savior of your life. From that point, you became a new creature. Verify that. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. I'm a minister of God Really Brother Don I can't be no minister of God I I can't even talk right I I can't even I don't even have the same lingo Like these guys do here in the church It don't matter We're all ordained to be A minister of God 2 Corinthians Chapter 5 Verse 18 through 21 so just combine 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 21. That'll combine you're a new creature and you're a minister of God. Now, Amen. justified and righteous, not me. There's no way God can justify my actions, Brother Don. I can't. I just... I just did things too I was too messed up I, How can he justify that How can he be righteous in the mess That I caused I'm glad you said that Read Romans chapter 5 Verse 1 And you'll find out why you're justified And righteous And you're secure in his hands Now Okay you talking this mess how can I be secure in a God I can't see or I can't touch? See, that's the most asked question. But see, 
like we said before, there's a difference between relationship and religion. You will never know he exists when you have religion. Uh-oh. But if you have relationships, mm-hmm. you'll know who he is. I'm just saying. So if you want to be secure in his hands, here's a scripture for you. John chapter 10, verse 28. And my last one that I was given, free from condemnation. Wow. Mm. Now that was a huge one to swallow because we are our own worst enemies. So the remedy to that, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There's more examples, but we don't have a lot of time for it. But this was at least 10 for you to start. I'm telling you, if you do this on a day-to-day basis, look in the mirror, recite these on a day-to-day basis, I guarantee you the, the, the scales will come off your eye, that hard shell will start to peel off, and you will know who you are because God will direct you on autopilot, and you don't even have to think twice on who you are after that point. But anyway... Gentlemen, let me stop. Back to you. I'm done. Hey, man. Ooh, Coach, is good stuff. Good stuff. Did you want to add to that, Coach Tuck, before we move along? As we're, as we're going through different verses to go along with this, um, I'd like to add Jeremiah 1 and 5. Uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Mm. You know, God has has purpose for us, and that purpose has been defined since before he created the universe. Before we were created in the womb, before before the first verse in Genesis, he knew who we were. He planned us. No matter what circumstances by which you came to be or the things that you've experienced, you are not a mistake. You are intended. God has intended for your presence, and you have a purpose, and you have unique gifts that to fill a void that only you can fill. You have a purpose that only you can fulfill for the kingdom of God. Wow. Don't ever lose sight of that. No matter what is happening, there is a purpose. And no matter what's happening, it's helping you to become the person that can fill that need for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, guys. Now, look, coaches, we've been pretty hard on guys up to this point. I mean, we, 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 we really challenged a lot. We really said a lot. Not a, I really don't want them to think that we're just picking on them. So let's do this, coaches. Let's, let, let's go back to, to the Word of God. Let's look at a patriarch in the Bible uh, that really suffered from an identity crisis. Now, you don't really have to know the Bible all that well to know his name. If you ever... Watch Cecil B. DeMille's Ten Commandments. You know, his name is Moses. And what's really interesting about this is I met a guy 
not too long ago that actually met Charlton Heston. And he had a conversation with him. And one of the things that he kind of shared with the gentleman that, that I was I was talking to was after that movie, it was years, he would walk around and everybody would call him Moses. But his real name was Charlton Heston. But everybody called him Moses. Wherever he go, he go to a restaurant, they look over, he's in the grocery store, hey, there goes Moses. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the Moses in the Word of God. And we're going to talk about him because we don't want you to feel like you're all alone. We've been we've been pretty tough on you up to this point. So we're going to, we're going to talk about Moses, coaches, because Moses had an identity crisis. Moses, if you don't know who Moses is, go read Exodus. I think it's the first two or three chapters in Exodus. And you'll get a better understanding who Moses is. But for the sake of time, we're going to break it down. Moses was a Hebrew kid. He was born in the time where they were going around killing all the Hebrew kids. So his mother put him in the river. He went in the river and then and he floated down the river. And then the Egyptian princess picked him out of the river. Now, here you have this Hebrew guy adopted and raised in an Egyptian home. And was never really fully accepted by either, either culture with the one that he was from and the one that he was raised in. See, because to the ones that he was from, he was living in an Egyptian home. And the ones that where he was living at, he was still a Hebrew kid. So Moses had to wrestle with this identity thing. But what happened is, one day, Moses wanted to identify with his Hebrew side so much. When he walked out, he seen an Egyptian beating a Hebrew man, and Moses killed the man. And then now he was, you know, after he killed him, he was, he was punished by being out in the wilderness. But here's my point, Coach, and we're, we're going to address the elephant in the room, because this is an area that the church is not focusing in on a lot. This is an area that needs the most healing in our world today, not just our own community or our own country, but in the world. How can I shape the identity if I grew up in a racist home? Ooh. See, we're controversial here. We're, we're going to talk about the hard stuff. We're going to address the elephant in the room. Coach Tut, man, I grew up my whole life. My parents are racist. Racism is all I know. But I want to get closer to Christ, and I want my identity being Christ, but I can't seem to shake this. How would you talk, talk to him, Coach? You know, however you, however you grew up, it's a choice. You, what, how long you carry that with you is a choice. If you grow up in a racist household, you choose how you interact with people. You know, you at a point, obviously, as you're raised in it, you don't know any different because that's the only exposure that you've had. But it's like 
it's like people that are raised in a religion where they don't know who Jesus is. Once they're exposed to him and they get to know the word of God, then they're able to grow past that and they're able to see him as the savior. You know, when you grow up in a racist household, you're surrounded by racists, so that's all you know. You don't know any better. But when you get engaged in the word of God, you come to know how God wants you to treat people. And when you have that relationship with him, then you're able to move past those those things that were put in your head. You come mm. to see the difference between them. And a lot of times people shy away because they feel the contradiction and they start to see that there's that there's a fault in their parents. And I'm going to be very honest with you, all parents have faults. One way or another, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. We all screw up some way or another. But mm. the beautiful thing is that just like a person that's raised in a racist household can change, we as parents can change as well. As we engage in our relationship with God, as we as we grow in our faith, we can make better decisions. We're not locked into parenting the way that our parents parented us, and it's nothing against them. That's how they were raised. But we have a choice going forward where we choose to raise our children in the faith, in relationship with God. We choose mm. to, you know, to discipline our children in accordance with the word as opposed to being purely reactive where we get angry every time that they do something or we try to hold them to this level of perfection as we might have been held to. It's not a knock against our parents, but we can choose to do things differently. We are not bound to that. But again, we have to make that choice. You know, when you grow up in a racist household, as you get older, you choose how you interact with other people. You know, Morgan Freeman did a great interview a while back, and I can't remember the gentleman that he did the interview with, but mm-hmm. he, he was asked, how, how do you recommend that we stop racism? And it, Morgan Freeman's answer was simple. He said, stop talking about it. You oh. know, when you, mm. when you identify, he said, you know, my name is Morgan Freeman. When you talk about me, you say that guy, Morgan Freeman. You don't have to say that black guy, Morgan Freeman, just like when – he talks about the host. He calls him by name. He doesn't say that white guy, you know, this guy. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have to choose the characteristics by which we want to define other people. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care, you know, how you were raised, what economic level, how many parents you had in the household or didn't have in the household. You know, it, it's the the character of a person is what matters at the end of the day not any physical mm. definitions the character of the person the mindset of that person and their relationship with god or you know if they don't have one you know seeing it as an opportunity to introduce them to him there's mm. no judgment there's no you know there's no condemnation that comes from me it's not it's not my place to give. You know, God tells us the greatest commandment, love God and love people. Amen. That's all that we're called to do. 
So no matter what situation you were raised in, you choose whether you follow the Bible, whether you follow what God's given you, or what your environment's given you. Amen. Good stuff, Coach. Good mm. stuff. Coach Newton. Ooh. Man, uh, you better lock yeah, the doors on the station when I give you this question here because they're going to come beating down the doors. They, you may want to protect the plug on the on the sound because they may pull it and yank it off. But I got to <laughs> ask you, Coach Newton, because it's the elephant in the room. How can I find my identity among church folk? Surely church folk aren't racist. Surely church folk loves everybody. But you're telling me this, and I heard Coach Tut break it down, but is he talking about church folk? Come on, you got the floor, Coach Newton. Oh, yep. No, let me stop. Okay, let me break it down. Uh, see... <laughs> We we talked about this before. Just in the kingdom of the Lord alone, segregation is high. Think about it. Mm-hmm. We have all these denominations, Come different on. ethnic groups in denominations, but we believe in the same God. How is that? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Come on. So preach. I go to a black church, you go to an all-white church. Why can't all of our churches be multi-diverse? Think about Come it. Come on. Well, Woo. it's because I stay in an urban area. Who cares? There's still some, some different ethnic groups in an urban area. I don't want to hear that. See, this Come is on. the problem. We're never going to eradicate racism. Because the Christian body is racist. Uh-oh. Come on. Yeah, I said it. No, you did It's didn't. the truth. No, you did Think about it. Yeah, I said it. Think about it. I can't even go to, no no disrespect intended, Coach Tut, but if Coach Tut goes, had, goes to a predominantly white church, he brings me to his church. And his pastor has a little bit of inkling and has a preconserved notion of who or how a black saint is, there's going to be a problem. Just saying. See, and it's the same if I brought Tut to my church. They're going to look at Tut like, wait a minute, what is he doing here? See, that's the problem. We're all supposed to be an image of God, but we're still... Looking at each other cross-eyed. Why? Because again, we don't have relationship with God. We have religion. We have all these boundaries. We have all these doctrines, all these denominations, all this nonsense. And the Bible doesn't teach us to be segregated. It teaches us to be one as a body of believers. One. So that means if you're oriental, white, black, polka dot, stripe, it don't matter. You are one in Christ. But we don't practice it. All, most of our churches, 
are segregated. We don't have a melting pot of different culture. I don't want to go to a church, honestly. I don't want to go to a church that just had black folks. I'm just saying. I'm keeping it honest. And I'm an African-American man. I don't want to just see my folks. I want to see different people from different cultures worshiping the same God in their own unique way. I want to see how they worship God. Everybody don't worship God the same. We all got cliches in our churches. Oh, this is how the, the Caucasian church worships. This is how the black church worships. All this nonsense. Bring them all together. Bring all the cultures together. And let's just have a praise party without all this racist nonsense. And yes, Mm. I said it. We have racists even in the church. Because as soon as you bring another race in your church, just check how your congregation reacts, especially if it's not a mixture or a melting pot of folks, of churches that actually got the memo to bring all races together to worship the same God, to have the same faith, the same grace, the same relationship. If you, are, if you go to that church, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the churches that are still segregated to this day and don't get the hint. It's all people come unto me, not just a race. Man, let me stop before I get totally cut off of Facebook because we hitting on something <laughs> and, and, and they ain't going to like what we got to say. So I will put a stamp in it, but I'm quite sure we already got, oh boy, here they go again. But anyway, Coach D, back to you. Amen, amen. You know, with, with this, you know, the only the first step to healing is confession. And if we don't talk about it, it'll never get healed. You know, see, the thing about it is, according to John 17, and I encourage you to read that, Coach Tut, Coach Newton, those are my brothers, and I'm not scared to say that I love them. Why do I say that? Because my father... Bless him dearly. He's gone now. But me and my father shared 99.9% of the same DNA. When I accepted Christ and I invited Christ in my heart to live in me, and Coach Tut accepted Christ to, to have Christ live in him, and Coach Newton accepted Christ to live in him, That automatically gave us the same 99.9% DNA we share. Don't matter what we look like. Don't matter where we come from. It don't matter. We share the same DNA through the same Father, the creator of all. That's why I can call him my brother. That's why I can say I love him. Just like from a natural standpoint, this the spiritual standpoint goes for the same. So why is it different, I'm asking you out there? Why do we have to keep putting this thing at the forefront that it has to be unique to fit our culture? And our culture isn't even here on earth. Our culture should be in heaven. We should be living by the culture that heaven gives us to live by. But we get so caught up on these things, these 
these rituals and these traditions and all of this other stuff that eliminates us from fully experiencing our identity. And guess what? An experience with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't keep doing this, folks. At some point in time, we have to address this and break down the wall. Because I love these brothers. I can minister. I can praise. I can worship with these brothers anywhere on this planet. And no, we don't look alike. We don't have the same last name. But we share 99.9% of the same spiritual DNA. That's what makes us unique. That's what sets us apart. That's what keeps us going day in and day out. And if any one of them brothers needed something, I'm there. And that's where we have to get. If you really want to know your identity, it ain't based in the congregation. It isn't based in the culture of your home. Your identity is based 99.9% in Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. I'm sorry, coaches. I had to get fired up there because, you know, this thing is close and near and dear to me. If we're going to be a reflection of heaven here on earth, then we have to get to it. We've got to be about our Father's business. We, If it just takes us three sounding out in the wilderness that this stuff must stop, we must come together because it has to be addressed so healing can happen. Amen. Man, hallelujah. I know I got to preach in there. I didn't mean to preach. I was just trying to trying to get but, my but point there's, <laughs> Yeah, but there's truth to this, uh, Coach D. Go, go ahead, Coach Amen. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that there's some truth to this. Um, and this is what the, the full power and potential of the body of believers could probably more be more impactful if we just tear down the denominations, tear down black church, white church, turquoise church, this church, that church, and if we could all come together multiculturally and worship the same God, we will be a very powerful force in this world. But, see, again, Amen. the church has lost its sting because we've gotten so corporate. Uh-oh. We, we sold out uh, some of us, so the power has been lost. So that's why we're, we're, we'd rather segregate the, 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 the churches, the believers. We, if we segregate the church, we can keep the world segregated because the church used to be the pillar of communities. Black, white, green, purple, no matter what your race was, however you grew up, Regardless if you grew up in a racist home or not, they still went to church. Think about it. Why? Because the church was embedded as a pillar of the community. But see, people don't want to talk about that. See, I can get historical here, but we don't have a lot of time for it. But a lot of these organizations, they assemble. Where? Think about it. Some of them assemble in a church. Think about mm-hmm. it. But see, we're so busy hating each other and we bleed the same. Makes no sense to me. And I thank God that he changed my mindset 
and he's changed the way I think. I don't care what color you are. You still my brother. I don't care what background you come from. You're still my brother. Whether you got blue eyes, purple eyes, polka dot eyes, it don't matter. You're still my brother. Coach D, you hit it on the head. We are 99.9%. We're all related in Christ. I'm just saying. And, of course, you're going to always have that 1% to argue, but that's just how we are. We just knuckleheads like that. But, anyway, that's what I wanted to say. So, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt, Coach Shutt. You have the floor, sir. You know, it's we're we're not only – 99.9% 99.9% the same in Christ. Scientifically, we're 99.9% the same in our DNA. All humans are 99.9% the same in their genetic code. It's a 0.1% difference. When you look around the world at different cultures, for all the different issues that occur with different religious sects and with the different denominations, you know, for all the race, for all the racial issues that are there, it's a 0.1% difference from person to person in their genetic code. Wow. You know, wow. when you look, I, I've had the opportunity to travel, and when I was in, I got, I had the blessing to be able to spend five months in Israel. And when you're over there, you will see Muslim and Jewish communities living next door to each other and have no problem. It's typically when mm. higher-ups get involved that they they focus on the differences instead of the similarities. If we mm. can just step aside, focusing on the minor differences, that 0.1% difference between us, then just imagine all the things that we could see if we look at the fact that we are the same from person to person. Is that 0.1% difference worth doing all the horrible things that have happened due to racism? Wow. 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 You know, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Coach Tut, but, you know, we often, the way you broke that down, is just truly amazing. And I hope, folks, that you go back and listen to that or you can share this with someone that you know may be suffering from growing up in a racist household or being taught racism. We all know racism is, is, is crazy and stupid anyway. But the way Coach Tut brought it down, you have your life in turmoil over 0.1%. Wow. You you're holding back your blessings for point one percent? How crazy is that? You would jeopardize fulfilling your purpose and your destiny because you can't let go of point one percent. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy, and I'm and I'm I'm gonna put it out here, coaches. And we're not just talking about from one side of the fence. This is not just a white thing because 
Black folk is racist too. I'm here to tell you. Because I grew up in a household that was racist. Sounds weird, sounds funny, but it's true. Because if we're going to talk about the elephant, we got to talk about both sides of the elephant, not just one side. And the thing that I want to break that yoke and that bondage over people's lives is if you cut us open and turn us inside out, we'd all look the same. And I got news flash for you. There is no black heaven, no white heaven, no Asian heaven. There's no 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 Latino heaven. Exactly. There's just heaven. And we've got to let go of some of this stuff that's holding us back, our identity back. Have you often wondered why the word of God isn't manifested in the earth where signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow those that believe? Because we're hung up on stuff like this. Yep. Why is God going to going to pour out himself to us and we can't even like each other. We can't even be in the same fellowship hall together. Miles Monroe, our Dr. Miles Monroe said it years ago and, and it still rings in my head right now. He said the most segregated day of the week is Sunday morning. Yep. The most segregated day of the week is Sunday morning. But just like Coach Newton said, we 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 say we worship the same Lord and Savior. We say we indwell with the same Holy Spirit. But we don't act like it because my Holy Spirit is different than your Holy Spirit. And my Jesus is different than your Jesus. Well, newsflash, folks, that ain't in the word of God. There's only one Father, one Son, and one Holy Spirit for all. Yep. For all. Coaches, y'all got to slow me down here. I, I didn't got fired up. I'm... I'm 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 uh <laughs> I'm sitting there. I, I just this was a question that, that had to be asked and this is a subject that had to be talked about. And, and you, I'm I'm this, surprised. And you wonder and here. you wonder why we don't have a strong identity. Exactly. You wonder why we don't have a strong identity. For di- exactly. for this very reason. For this very reason right here. The one percent. And it's posted on Facebook right now. That what Coach Tut said. That quote is posted, so you can write it, tweet it, uh, Snapchat it, whatever you want to do it. You can do it right now. But that was a powerful piece in this whole conversation, man. One percent. Good night. One point one percent. Point one. Point one. Not even a whole one. Point one percent. Point one. Yeah, I put. Yeah, point one. It does say point one. I'm sorry. Yeah, point one. And just to, just to clarify for people that might be listening that don't have a relationship with Jesus or know who God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are, even though there's only one God, one Jesus, and one Holy Spirit, he is enough. 
He is enough to cover all of us. He doesn't Amen. prefer one person over the other. He loves all of us as his children, and and he is enough. There's not a limit to his glory. There's not a limit to the things that he can do. There's no limit to the one God that we serve. Amen. Amen. And you know that 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 that's really man guys, this has been some good conversation and I pray that people really take the time and because they can glean so much from this. You know, and I wanna um I wanna buy what Coach what we've been talking about and Coach Cut brought out. If you will turn with me to the book of Acts, and we're going to be in chapter 10. And let me see where I want to start at. Uh, We're going to start in verse 9, and I want to read this to you. Because we're going to talk about Peter, just for a quick second. Because Peter had an issue, and a lot of, Peter was very traditional. And Peter thought that all of this that they've learned and went through was just for the Jews. But let's look at this in Acts 10, verse 9. And I think I'm going to read out through verse 15. The next day as they went, and I'm reading out of King James. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became hungry and wanted to eat, but while... They made ready, he fell into a trance, and he saw heaven open and an object like a, like a great sheet bound with four quarters descending upon him to let down the earth. In there were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten any common or unclean and the voice spoke to him and and the second time, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. And what the Lord was doing there is he was breaking that traditionalism, and a lot of our identity comes from traditionalism. He was breaking it off Peter because in their custom, there were certain things that they couldn't eat, touch, or be around because it was considered unclean. Christ equalized everything. Where we were once Gentile, because we're not Jewish or Hebrew, where we were once Gentiles, we've been adopted into this family and given this DNA that we've been talking about. So we're 99.9% connected spiritually. It has nothing to do with our outer garment, but everything to do with the inward man or woman that we are. So that is the thing that I want you to grab a hold of. You know, we said a lot of things. We weren't trying to be harsh, but we were trying to set a tone of realism to let you know that this thing is real and it has to be dealt with. And if we're the ones that has to raise the clarion call to deal with it to say, hey, enough is enough, then we're going to do it here today, right here on the locker room. Because we all love Christ. And we all want to worship him in spirit and in truth, the way he designed it, not the way that somebody else formulated it for us. 
not in no denominational category. We want to worship in spirit and in truth exactly the way God designed us to. And if God, if, if it was that way, we would all look the same color, the same height, the same weight. But there's differences. There's uniqueness. See, I love my brothers when I come together because what? Our cultures come together. What I grew up with, what they grew up with, what we learn, and we learn from each other. That should be celebrated, not rejected and pushed away. Yep. So this thing that we're talking about, Moses had an issue because he was Hebrew growing up in Egypt home, an Egyptian home. I'm sorry. So he never connected there. But then when he left out the Egyptian home, the Hebrews looked at him because guess what? Moses was eating some of the best food, had on some of the best clothes, was getting some of the best education, and they were slaves. So they really didn't feel a connection with him at that time. So we can't keep wrestling with this, folks. We can't. We've got to sit down and understand that our identity is way more important than what I think somebody looks like. My destiny and fulfilling my destiny and purpose here on earth is way more important than some of these backward thoughts that I have or were told to have. So we got it out. Coach Tuck, you got anything you want to add before we really get out of here? Because I wanted to go into this next phase, but it looks like we're going to have to say that for the next show. You got anything you want to put on top here before we get out? So it's a little funny when, uh, whenever I read that verse about what God has made clean, do not call impure. When I was in Israel, a gentleman named David Epstein, uh, he was he's an Israeli national over there, and uh, we got to talking. We were driving into the plant that he was working at, and we ended up seeing a, a pig on the side of the road that had been hit by a car. And uh, as soon as we told him about it, you know, uh, he said, "Damn dirty beast." The the only thing that I that I that I kept thinking was he might be dirty, but he's delicious. You know, as Americans, we all love bacon. <laughs> and I'm and I'm grateful for verse 15, when God made it clean. So don't call it impure. <laughs> I just wanted to share that. No, I, uh, you know, we, we've, we've covered a lot of ground today. Um, you know, and, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for y'all. I'd really like to honor, uh, coach Newton and coach Don for, for being men of purpose, for really committing to this, to engaging, um, you know, and to, to, to being present and being transparent i really honor y'all for being men of that walk the walk you know um and i just i appreciate you more than you'll ever know amen we appreciate you too coach appreciate you coach Coach Newton. yes sir coach Newton, a lot of hard stuff was said today and i know this is the most controversial radio show in the land and you know, we can't help but the we can't help ourselves because you know what? We're gonna talk about the things no one else wants to talk about. But 
It's what everybody should be discussing if we want to see the land healed. So you got exactly. anything you want to add out before we get out of here? Well, I'm going to make this short and sweet because I believe we hit the nail on the head on today. But I am going to say mm. this. Our IDs are based off religion, cliches, some isms, and schisms. Y'all don't understand what that means. A lot of our, ID, our, our IDs are, are who we are are based off of what we haven't even yet discovered. Think about it. See, we have to understand that our identity is what we make up of what it is. We can have an mm-hmm. identity of being the worst person in the world in our eyes of what we've put down, but when you are laced With the spirit of God, think about it. Your ID is totally shifted, totally changed, especially when you are taking the steps necessary to keep the change and make the change, throwing religion out the door and embracing relationship in your life. I'm Coach Chris, and I'm done. Let's get back. On the field. Back to you, Coach D. Amen. Amen. You know, guys, this has been an amazing time, and I just thank God that he showed up, and he, I mean, I just, he just poured so much stuff into me today, and I hope he pours so much stuff, some stuff into you, you know, because we, we as men, you know, we've been going through this um, training session with Mighty Men's Institute, and we're doing Dr. Tony Evans' Kingdom Man book. And one thing that I learned in that that study is that when there's chaos around you, it's because the men are silent. We were meant to have the voice of authority in the land here. We are the covenant keepers of heaven. And God really requires a lot from us, but it's times like this, it's, it's the locker room where you can come and really understand to get to that place of authority, to get your voice that you can speak in the land. Because we're supposed to have dominion. We're supposed to have rule. We're supposed to have authority over the things of of, of this earth on behalf of the kingdom of heaven. And that's the critical thing. So we can't complain about chaos and we can't complain about Racism, and we can't complain about these other things if we're not going to say anything about it. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when it's all said and done and over with, it's on your watch. And I'm taking that serious. All of this is on my watch. As long as I'm living and breathing on this earth, this is my watch. And I want to be able to stand before the Lord on that day and He can say, Thou good and faithful servant. Enter in because you know what? On your watch, you did what I required you to do. So, just like Moses, and if you go to Exodus and read the story of Moses, this is that burning bush type of experience today. See, because the thing about Moses, and I'm going to leave you with this 
Moses had to go through what he went through to become the man that God identified him to be for him in the kingdom of heaven. And we have said a lot of things about identity, and I don't want you to feel rejected. I don't want you to feel like you missed the mark so bad you'll never get there. Because just like Moses, God set him in the wilderness for a length of time because you may have been in the wilderness just to shut the noise off. Because sometimes everything can be so noisy Where you don't know what to identify with You don't know what to follow You don't know what to hear Sometimes you have to be set out Just so so you can get into that quiet place And, and usually those quiet times Are those rough times we experience in life Those wilderness times Where God can set all the noise off Where you can only be listening for his voice So don't reject what you went through Take what you went through and use that as, 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 as Dr. Uh, Osbrook says, lighter fluid that you can get launched off the pad into your destiny. Because there's a lot of things that God allowed you to go through that was part of your identity that you may have not even known about. Same way with Moses. He was out in the wilderness as a shepherd when he had approached the burning bush. So there were some things that he had to learn in that time to help him once he discovered his identity to fulfill his purpose and destiny for God in the kingdom of heaven. So we're going to pick this up next time we get together. We're going to, we're going to still knock this thing around. This wasn't a one and done deal on knowing your identity. This is part of the series, making of a warrior. And we do believe here at the locker room, if you listen to all of the teachings here at the locker room, by the time we're done with this series, you will be on your way to being a war- warrior. You will not be defeated out there, but you will be able to stand strong, and you will be able to fulfill. <clears throat> you will be able to fulfill the authority given to you, and the dominion you have. <clears throat> well, I'm Coach D, and you have now been in a, another session of the locker room. We love you. We thank God for you. And remember, go out on the website, uh, com, <clears throat> where you can leave us something, ppvradionetwork.com. We're also there, too. Or go to the Men of Purpose Locker Room Facebook page or the Psalmist Voice Facebook page. We're all over the place. There's no reason you cannot get in touch with us. We made it, we made it intentional that if you wanted to get with us, you have many, many resources to do so. And if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, pass it along. Pass it along. Um, Because we want somebody else. We want this in the hands of everybody. Well, this is about it for us. Uh, Coach Tut, you got a prayer in you to pray guys out so they can get back here the next time? Absolutely. If you would, bow your heads with me. If you're driving, obviously don't close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for for this time together. We thank you for for giving us the words to address the hard issues that most people want to try and sweep under the rug as if they don't exist. We know that they're present. We know that they flood our society. And we know that this is is the work that it's going to take to start the process of healing in our community, in our world. God, I thank you for these men. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you. I ask that you would move in their life to to help them to bring resolution to these areas in their life if they're present, and that you would help them to spread that word. And we ask this in your son's most holy name. 
Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. Thank you for stopping in. I'm Coach D with the amazing coaching staff here at the locker room. Until we get together, we pray that God keeps you and that he blesses you continually. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. TPV Radio, Central Texas.